Are you ready to be better? Not tomorrow, not by the end of COVID, but right now. Thank you so much for tuning in to Figure It Out with James Money and Cal Maxwell. People have got to be better and it starts right here. It is time to tackle life's toughest question. On this week's episode, we interview Monty the Sanayaka and get a woman's perspective on all things relationships. You are listening live, ladies and gentlemen, to probably a few days ago to the Figure It Out podcast with James Monty and myself, Cal Maxwell. People have got to be better. And James, it starts right here on this end. I love doing this with you so much. <laughs> Thank you. How are we doing this week? We're doing good. Yeah. Um, I'm just excited for what's about to come. There's, it's, it's a good day today. So ladies and gentlemen, we have our second ever live guest in the studio um, with us today. But not only is she here for the interview, but she's going to be doing the bottom shelf briefing. Mm-hmm. Um, for, so ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to introduce Monty Disanayaka. Did I get it? You got it. Awesome. Awesome. Monty, thank you so much for joining us. We're really excited to have you here. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah, it's going to be great. So guys, if you've been keeping up with our relationship series that we've been doing, we've had a lot of male perspectives. Um, Cause you know, if you can tell James and I are both males and Matt was our last interview, who's also a male. So now we're going to get the female perspective on things. I'm really excited about it. We got to switch it up. We got to switch it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I think we're all going to get some deep knowledge. Um, James and I are probably going to find out how stupid we've been in the past because, you know, that's just how it is. But in the meantime, we're going to get into the bottom shelf briefing because mm-hmm. Monty's going to be doing it with us. Monty, how are you feeling about the bottom shelf briefing? I'm ready, guys. Let's do it. What kinds of any liquors you like, don't like? Um, let's see. Liquors of choice. Vodka. Mm-hmm. Um, not tequila. We, okay. we, we stay away from her. Mm-hmm. Um, She's the devil. She is the mm-hmm. devil. Um, but yeah, like whiskey, I think that we're trying today. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We got Kentucky Gentleman, um, Kentucky Bourbon Whiskey, uh, since 1879. She is 51% straight whiskey, aged for 36 months, um, 49% of it grain neutral spirits, whatever that means. Um, and there's the government, government warning printed in bold at the bottom, of course, like every other bottom shelf, uh, meaning you probably shouldn't drink it anyway and probably should put it in your lawnmower. No. <laughs> Um, so you got anything you want to say? Yeah, no, it sounds perfect to me. Really excited to try it now. So, and this was how much you bought this? Four seventy-five. Four seventy-five for one of these guys. And real quick, I'll go ahead and say this. I just, I just got put onto this the other day. Actually, someone put y'all onto this. But a good drink with bourbon whiskey, I heard, is called hot toddy. Hot toddy. You're, you're, oh, I have heard of that. Okay, I just got put onto it. But what it says on Google for people that don't know, um, it says it's typically a mixed drink made with liquor. And water with honey, herbs, and spices, and served hot. Um, hot toddy recipes vary and are traditionally drunk before retiring for the night in wet or cold weather to relieve symptoms of cold, flu, and maybe coronavirus. Who knows? So, <laughs> isn't it from the UK? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right. So, I guess uh, no stalling. All right. All right. Oh God. <laughs> ding ding. Cheers. Yep. Okay. Mm. Mm-hmm. That toddy is hot. <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I expected a lot worse. I didn't expect much better. Um, 
It tastes very similar to Virgin Bourbon. Remember that guy? Oh, do I remember? Yeah, not as bad. Um, I don't know. Like, it is what you get for. Like, yeah, and, and I think the there's nothing thing crazy. You should probably put in your lawnmower. I think it's a good right. Point, there's know? nothing crazy about it. Like, I wouldn't give it to my dog because it tastes kind of similar to antifreeze. So, <laughs> um, um, what are your thoughts on it, Monty? Anything? Um, I felt like it wasn't as like spicy. Okay. As usual. Okay. So that was a plus. So on a scale of one to ten, one being probably like. Yeah, like lighter fluid drinking that, mm-hmm. and tin being the greatest thing ever. Where was you, super where smooth? Was went down super easy. I'd give it a solid five. Mm, okay, that's good. What are you I'll, say? I'll go. I'll go six. I've had worse. Okay, I was gonna go. I'll meet you guys in the middle. I'll do five and a half. I was going between five All and right. six anyway. So Perfect. five to six range there. Yeah. So um. So for the price point, then it's probably pretty solid. Honestly, for something that cheap, I'm yeah. It's. I may buy this if I'm desperate. So then one more time for people that need it and people that are desperate, it is Kentucky <laughs> Gentleman. Thank you for your service. Wonderful, wonderful. So we're going to go ahead and get right into the interview here. Um, we're really excited. Like we said for this, I think it's going to be mm-hmm. great. It's going to be a great perspective. Some great nuggets are going to be pulled from this. Um, but as we're continuing this relationship series, I want to lead off with this. Monty and I actually met on a hinge date. We did. And I will say, I don't. She didn't know I was going to say that. Mm-hmm. But is it okay to say? Oh that? yeah, okay. for sure. It was awesome. I had a great time, and like now we still like keep in touch and stuff, which mm-hmm. is great. Um, but you never know what to expect from that. You never know. But we had a great time, mm-hmm. and it, I was like, this could either be really bad or really good. And it was really good. So we had a great time. Um, I mean, she's on the pod, so she is. On, right. yeah, so I guess it worked out in some way. So. And in a little bit, we can like pick apart my hinge profile, and you can tell me what oh was gosh, really bad. Oh my gosh! I'm so it. excited because I have things to say. Oh my <laughs> gosh! All right, here we are. Let's get into it. Um, but yeah, so we've kind of been talking a lot about hinge and things like that, um, and like online dating apps. So tell us kind of what your thoughts are on like online dating, and how's that been for you? So all for online dating. I think we live in like such a tech-savvy world these days that, of course, people are going to go out and, like, meet people online. Um, I think that's probably heightened during quarantine when people are forced to go back to places and spaces they weren't in before for a while or maybe even new places. So, um, yeah, all for it. I know so many people who, like, met their significant other on their, um, like, long-term also, know so many people who just like made friends. If you come away with a friend, I that's a win in my in my yeah, category. Yeah, one hundred. It doesn't have to be one hundred percent a win if y'all are dating. Like if you come away with friends, I think that's pretty cool too. That's yeah. so awesome. Yeah. yeah, for sure. So all for it. I think the stigma is kind of old school, to be honest. Yeah, that's it's um it's an interesting thing. Um, is Angie the only one that you've used? Um, nope, I've used Bumble. Mm. Um, I don't really use it though. Yeah. I I had it and I just which which do you prefer and which one of the like what do you like best about one you prefer? Um, probably Hinge. Um, because you like there's prompts and mm-hmm. you can interact with the prompts mm-hmm. and I just feel like people on there are a bit more conversive. That makes sense. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I haven't used them much. Right. But that's... what do you think about on Bumble? Like, do you like making the first move? Mm. 
Um, it gets tiring after mm. a while. Like, I'm totally, like, the kind of person to be like, hey, what's up? Like, right. whatever. But it does get tiring after yeah. a while. And I think, like, for women where who, like, may feel that's super intimidating to do, mm-hmm. it could be a turnoff for them. And so it doesn't, like, support that big of an inclusive environment. Right. And yeah. And one, so one interesting point after we had um, our buddy Matt on to talk about dating apps, um, we had a girl slide in our DMs, which everybody should figure it out, underscore podcast, give us a follow, slide in the DMs. But she had a great point. Um, a good friend from high school, she said, you know, I think one thing too, because this girl like canceled on our buddy last second and um, he was going to go over to her place. And she was like, for girls, it can be a little scary. You know, sometimes like going into like, obviously you've never met this person. So like going over to somebody's house or something can be a little bit scary. Um, and she was like, one thing I think that would be super helpful is making those first dates like a public place so that everybody mm-hmm. kind of feels more comfortable. What are, you, what are your thoughts on that? Oh yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, I think it would be really scary to like go on a first date where it's like in the middle of nowhere or at that person's house if you don't know them mm-hmm. or know of them. Um, so yeah. So going back, I, I just thought of this. I was curious. I, I guess Bumble had the right intent on, you know, let's let girls make the first move. But I think that kind of handicaps them because I just I don't think I, I'd not I've not had a lot of conversations drum up on Bumble just because I don't see a lot of girls that like to make the first move. Like it's a great idea in this day and age and girls are super independent and powerful, but a lot of them just still don't like to make the first moves. So I just I don't think that's a win for Bumble. What do you think? Yeah, like I think the same could be said for guys though. Like there's definitely guys out there who don't like mm-hmm. making the first move and mm-hmm. I feel like society's kind of box them into this um what stereotype that they have to make the first move right? mm-hmm. so I think it could go both ways I feel like there should probably be an app where either one could start is that tinder I don't know I don't really I don't have so with, with different intents but yeah, yeah tinder kind of I don't know yeah but also I know so many people who met their like long-term significant other on tinder really yes isn't that wild because that is not the yeah. persona or like vibe do you think that they would say that they met on Tinder to other people, or you think they try to make up an ex- like we met at a bowling alley or something like that? I think if you asked them like five years ago, they would totally make something up. Right, right. But, but now, now, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, we matched on Tinder. That's so funny. Yeah, you know, because so just to be honest, we we started the Tinder game back in college, and we mm-hmm. used it as a. Um, entertainment tool, mm-hmm. I guess we'll say it was so entertaining. James will say the funniest stuff to people on there. It's hilarious. Um, but I, so I've never, I don't have Tinder anymore. Um, I haven't had in a long time, but I don't know, like Tinder, I just get different vibes from. Like, I feel like it's just, yeah. Hinge, I feel like it's more like professional in some ways. Mm-hmm. So like, that's the one that I enjoy the best for sure. But um, yeah, so now here's a question for you. We're, when we're talking about kind of, you know, getting to know somebody and you meet them after first date and stuff, what are some major red flags when you meet somebody for the first time or like a like, couple dates in probably if you like if they're late like mm-hmm. this hasn't happened to me but um i feel like it's definitely happened to women where like they set up a date and then their date's late and i feel like that's a red flag like you have to be uh, cognizant and respective of the other person's time um if they like invite themselves 
over. Like, that's really that's weird. That's tough. After, like, the... F- or, like, just, like, in general, I think that's weird, especially if, like, that wasn't discussed. Um, I had someone send me an article about after a second date about how God places people in their lives like for a reason and was like alluding to like I was placed in their life for a reason like after the second date and it like really I was like oh I don't think that was me it was me I don't think I did that it was Cal you guys oh my gosh (laughs) (laughs) um no but oh my gosh such a sweet guy um just was so Much that puts you in the hot seat. Oh my gosh, I don't know how you respond to that. I'm all for thinking, you know, oh my gosh, God like really led me to this person. I love thinking that way, but like, definitely not on the second date, (laughs) definitely not right after like I left said second date. Um, yeah, wow, it's a lot. That is kind of tough. That's tough. So, how does your let me ask you this? We'll kind of take this a little bit of a different direction for a second. How does your faith play into your dating scene? So I told Cal this a while back, but I'm like still figuring out my faith and really growing in it. And I'm more new to Mm -hmm. my, I don't want to say way of thinking per se, but like the way I have been pursuing my faith. Um, So I definitely, it's definitely important to me and like my journey so far has like really taught me that that's something that I am going to look for in a partner to make sure um like my partner is um like faith-based that's really important um but it, it was just a journey to even like understand that for myself um trial and error I would say um but yeah, like I, I would say like I go into dates with an open mind. I don't want to like just shut off a person just because like they might not have it on their profile or right. they don't talk about it a lot. Absolutely not. Like mm. I won't do that. But um, yeah, I love talking about it. I think yeah. we talked about yeah, it yeah. and I love that. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I just I just kind of have an open mind about it and kind of assess as I go. So, I respect yeah. that. I think that's cool. Um. I'll take over. Yeah, get in. There. Uh, this is a question. This might be a this might be a deep thinker. I like it. Okay. Um, let's let's hear it. Okay. What is something about yourself that you would like a guy to compliment you on that usually goes unnoticed about you? Wow. Mm, think about that. Wow. Only the hey, best for only the best for our fans here. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Okay. Or like, what's something that a guy may compliment you on that just really throws you for a loop? You're like, wow. I didn't think he would notice that. It's kind of a turn on. If so, I usually like tend to like want to make other people in the room feel comfortable, Mm -hmm. even like if it's just like super awkward or like I don't feel comfortable, I like step into that role and try and make people feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. Um, And yeah, I don't think I've really been like complimented on that per se but it is something I like about myself because I like it's important to me that everyone in a space Mm. feels like they Mm -hmm. can be there and feel like good while being there and not feel polarized in any way so 
That is spoken from a heart of gold right there. You hear that, boys yeah. out there? You know what to compliment <laughs> the girl on now. Yeah, absolutely. You know. That it's is the awesome. little things. Like, people might not, you know, pick up on that. But. It really is. That's such an overused saying, but it's so freaking true. It is the little it things. Is. Yeah. No, I agree 100%. I think when people, I think when people notice stuff like that, it really shows that they're attentive, like, to you, right? Mm -hmm. And they really, like, care about you and, like, for lack of a term, like, study you and, like, want to know what you're good at, what you're into and like things like that so i think that's a great sure. point it is the little things that's a great song too by lewis the child and um quinn 92 big quinn guy big quinn guy well john bellion wrote the song but it is the little things that's Ooh. really good um so and i think so this next question this kind of goes back to something we were talking about earlier because obviously like you know i think it's great for the first date to be somewhere public, mm -hmm. right um you know you want to make sure like you said make sure people feel comfortable feel like you know everything's good there um when is a good time to move like from a date setting? So like going out somewhere or something like that to like a home setting, I guess, like having somebody over just for like dinner or something like that. When do you think is a good kind of point to see that? I think it's just a case by case thing. Um, I think you'd have to feel like comfortable with that person. Like for me, like the marker that I would use is like, does this person feel like my friend? Like, I feel like in any relationship, gotta have friendship. If you don't, that's really sad because I think that's the like a pillar in a relationship. Mm -hmm. um, so I feel like if I feel comfortable enough with the person to feel like, yeah, they're my friend too. Of course, I'd like, I would have my friend over for dinner. So um, it's that would kind of be the marker that I would use. Just like, being sensitive um, and like cognizant of how I'm feeling around that person. Yeah. Okay. yeah. So would you ever, like if a first date just went super well, um, would you, like if, if you or the other guy initiated it, would you ever go over, over to either one of your places after a first date? Mm -hmm. Or is that just a complete no for you? Is that too much? It's a bold move. In my personal opinion, bold. I would never pull the trigger, no matter how uh, well yeah. the date I went. I just feel I like, yeah, like I would just cap it and okay. be like, hey, like, let's hang out again. Yeah, yeah, that's And fair. just go from there, you know? But if you want to do that, all the power to you. Just personally, I probably would. Okay, I Because you, I, I think this was something, like, my friends were talking about. Like, you don't always know people's intentions. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. that goes down to, like, lack of communication. Um, like, on, like, what's expected mm -hmm. from, like, going on dates, whatever. Mm -hmm. um, so especially if like that's not really talked about because that's kind of hard to bring up like, what are your intentions, mm -hmm. right? <laughs> what, do you, what do you want from me? Yeah, what do you want from me? Um, yeah, that could be tricky. So, yeah. and you don't want to make them feel uncomfortable. Um, you don't want to feel uncomfortable, so. Well, I think the crazy thing is too, I, I agree with you, I would never pull the trigger, but also, um, I've never met you before tonight, um, so this is kind of like a date to me, and you are in my room <laughs> recording this podcast right now. I broke so, the rules. Yeah. Right. We did yeah, break the rules here. That's a good point. Lied but, on this podcast. <laughs> so, but, okay, well, I got a, I got a spinoff question from the home setting. If you were to go over to a guy's house or apartment, is there anything you know that you might see, an item or just overall cleanliness that's a little bit of a red flag to you? Red I mean, like, if it's, like, really dirty, I would not. Yeah. Like, I would be like, ooh. Yeah. Kind of. Like, what if, what if he had just pictures and little sculptures and just everything was cat-related? 
like cat <laughs> clocks, like yeah, like you mean like a cat man, right, right, like instead yeah. of a cat lady, right, yeah, yeah, that one that would not be good. That would really not be good. That's I'm also more of a dog person, so right. ask me about that. dog figurines, we might have a different answer. Okay, cats is a no go. That's coming from a dark place. Are you good? Are so you I'm good. Okay? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. So, what is one thing you wish like guys? like would do better on a first date or like the first few dates? What are something you think like as a whole guys are kind of missing the mark on or what can they do better? So I'm going to answer from the perspective of like some of my friends who have gone on bad first dates and that would be, again, just communication, just, you know, kind of be a bit straightforward, like what, um, you know, what time are you meeting at? Like, are you meeting there or are you riding together? Like what's going on? Um, I haven't like really bumped into this issue. Because, um, I know I'm also just like a super like communicative person and I might just ask or whatever, but I think like a lot of um, my girlfriends feel like there's a lack of communication um, when it comes to first dates or just dates in general, which is something that could be worked on. And also like, not putting like your date down if that makes sense yeah. um i went on a like, first like like you put a dog down or like no not death cow oh, okay but <laughs> like just <laughs> just like being kind of rude um the one bad first date i had this is this is a good one i told him that um i don't know we were like talking about dogs or something and i told him my dogs love to say and they get like super emotional. One of them gets super emotional that they cry when they hear this like particular song. And he was like, you know, dogs can't cry, right? And I was like, um, I mean, like, I've literally seen it. Like, I've seen tears coming down his like, what snout? And he would not let up. He would not let up. He was so adamant that dogs could not cry and that tears went back up the tears like why are we talking about this? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that. also like that's kind of like gaslighting i'm like you're trying to tell me that i didn't see with my eyeballs what i saw really that that brings up a good thought that i've seen on a couple people's hinges profiles or tinder bumble whatever is i'll see a girl's profile that says i know you're the one when we have a good um flirt to roast ratio and like my personal opinion behind that, like I think going into the first couple of dates, the roasting should just not happen. Maybe if y'all become best friends, married, whatever, mm-hmm. be a little roasting, but like don't, guys don't roast them. Yeah. It's not I, worth that it. That takes me back to this one girl I dated in college. I you know, know exactly what I was talking <sighs> I about. So, would pop so up. I was dating in college, we were on a, pretty much a double date and I don't know what was going on, but she was like roasting me, but like hurtful roasting me. And it was like, what are we doing here? And James literally looked at her. James is also the guy that like, he, he's so funny that he can get away with saying mm-hmm. stuff that other people can't because they're like, oh, he's a funny guy. Mm-hmm. Um, so James like straight up looked at her and said, what is wrong with you? And she like laughed. Every, like everybody at the table laughed. But like, but I, was I could tell. Serious, oh, yeah. serious. But I was just like, let's just reel that in. Yeah. Like that doesn't, that doesn't feel good. That's not fun right? at all. Yeah. Absolutely not. We we hit it off with each other's dates that night more than one day. <laughs> uh, that's yeah, it's kind of so true. Yeah. That stuff. Yeah. Do a little swap. Yeah, a little switcheroo. <laughs> a little but, double date. Um, 
But yeah, I think that's, yeah, you got to be careful. Like you want to be kind towards the other person. Right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think that's great. So how do you know when you're ready to either move on from a breakup or just in general, how do you know that somebody might be the one to, you know, to be in a relationship with? What's, you know? Right. So I think it's really important to first like spend time with yourself and understand like, are you first of all giving yourself everything that you need in general? Because I think a lot of breakups and unhealthy relationships and all of that stuff happens when you go out looking for things that you need in somebody else. And the truth of the matter is no one is ever going to be able to give you everything that you will need. Like that is a solo act. Like you have to give it to yourself. And like, if you're faith-based, like you'll look to God to, you know, like fulfill you in certain ways as well. You can't always look to somebody else to um, provide you with things that is your responsibility. Mm -hmm. that makes sense Mm -hmm. so like you know the saying um you can't pour from an empty cup yeah Yeah, you Mm got to make sure she's full you know and making sure like you're you're your own person and you're happy with the person that you are in general i think could really lead to like a more long-term nurturing relationship because you're already happy and you're just going to be sharing that happiness you're not going to be relying on somebody else for it well, that's the end of the Gosh. podcast. I, I think there's a hole in the bottom of my cup. Yeah. <laughs> I need a new I, cup. <laughs> I, I, I will say that kind of aligns with last episode yeah. where you're talking about you can't expect to put your happiness in other people. Yeah, okay. yeah, that's a, yeah, that's exactly what we're talking about. We've seen some scenarios where people have done that, and then when they break up with their significant other, it's like there's nothing left, right? Because mm-hmm. they've poured all their cup into mm-hmm. somebody else's cup, mm-hmm. and then that cup's gone, and you're just left with an empty cup. Right. And you drop that thing and it explodes, it, it shatters explodes. and you're done. Um, yeah. But I think that's a, that's a great point. Like you cannot, you've got to have like yourself ready to handle yourself, mm-hmm. you know, before you can like to relationship. I think that's a great point. So now pick apart my hinge profile. I want you to make me cry, but not too hard, <laughs> you know? Okay. Um, so you guys, Cal had um, Patrick on his Patrick, Patrick Star. Star from Spongebob on his hinge profile. I thought I was being trolled, okay? <laughs> I thought this man was trolling me for a little bit, but then I looked at his other pictures. I was like, oh my gosh, yes, normal. Uh, <laughs> That's good. That's a good sign. <laughs> normal. And he had said, like, asked me, like, a really great question about like one of the prompts I think I said like I auditioned for the voice or something like that and you were like oh my gosh how was that and I was like awesome like let's talk about it you know it wasn't just like a compliment which is like I'm not saying compliments are bad like totally accept those but it was like a bit more um engaging you know to be asked a question um but yeah I did see Patrick Starr there and I had to make sure I was not (laughs) So, is that a thumbs up or a thumbs down on Patrick Storm? Um, Patrick Storm may need to go, Cal. Okay. Um, no, it's fair. Love it's him. Fair. Love him. Love that you love him. Right. Um, support 100% you one hundred percent. But I think um, he's gotta. He's gotta go. You talk about it on the first day, but right off the bat, like if, I, if I'm just looking at pictures, yeah, probably, yeah, not, probably, the probably not the best thing. Best thing. Okay. What about me? Ooh. No, it was. Um, 
Yeah, it was all around really good. Because uh, I, I thought the voice thing was really cool because you said you auditioned for the voice. And I was like, like, my mom and sister do a lot of singing and stuff. Mm-hmm. So I was like, that's super cool. So mm-hmm. I was like, she's good looking. She seems really cool. She seems normal. One red flag, you went to Carolina. Oh, God. So oh, that, yeah, I forgot. I forgot that part. There there was yeah. a lot of state love on that. Yeah. On that profile. Right. But I, I just, I got to be my true self. So is there any last minute advice or recommendations you want to give our listeners out there? Yes. So I just think it's so important for everyone to like understand their worth and like understand that you don't need to share your energy with everybody. You're not going to be for everybody and everybody's not going to always meet uh your level and that's okay that does not mean that you need to lessen your light lessen your energy whatever like your goodness you don't need to do that you don't need to stoop and just know your worth and don't settle because you're amazing that's massive well thank you so much for joining us on the show today it has been an absolute blast you gave us some great nuggets and we really appreciate you being here thanks guys Well, guys, that wraps up this week's episode. Again, we want to thank Monty for doing that interview. She is just so well-spoken, so smart, so kind. Um, She's just an absolute sweetheart, so we really appreciate her being on the show. James, any final thoughts on this week? I think I love her. Okay, yes. So, guys, as we continue, um, next week we are going to be still in our relationship series. We're excited for a a few more topics to be covered. Um... But that pretty much wraps up this week. Yeah. We love you. We're thinking about you. We're praying for you. Zippity zoppity. We'll catch you on the flippity floppity. God bless.